Assalamu alaikum. Today is Wednesday, the 29th of June 2022, and in our series Reflections on the Holy Quran, this is broadcast number 330. These days, in these broadcasts, we are looking at uh, verse 102 of the Holy Quran, and this is the 11th broadcast regarding verse 102 of the Holy Quran. These broadcasts are brought to you by Laser Lahore MDS School of. Uh, of uh, education in, relig in religion, which is a branch of the uh, Lahore MDM movement. Just to remind you that uh, the MDM movement was created by Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad Sahib and he taught that although other Muslims say that after the Holy Prophet Muhammad another Prophet will come. This cannot be correct because the Holy Quran says that the Holy Prophet Muhammad was Khatamun Nabihi. So he was, he explained, the Holy Prophet himself explained the last Prophet. So no prophet can now come, whether it's an old prophet or a new prophet, no one can come. Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad also explained that uh, his claim was that of a mujaddid or reformer. As stated in hadiths and as Mujaddids, Mujaddids had appeared before him. Umar bin Abdul Aziz and Shah Waliullah and uh, so on. Sayyid Ahmad Shaheed. In some centuries, two or three Mujaddids appeared. But Hazrat Sahib said that his distinction was that. Uh, the person that other Ahadis speak about, the Messiah and Mahdi, the prophecies of, of, of their coming were fulfilled in his person. And that was his distinction, that he was the Mujaddid whom the Holy Prophet Muhammad called the Messiah and Mahdi. And he further <coughs> said that some people say 
that some prophetic revelation has been missed out from the Holy Quran. Some prophetic revelation which is in the Holy Quran has been abrogated or cancelled. So it's there, we recited, but it's no longer effective. Mr. Ghulam Ahmed said that this cannot be right because God says I have revealed it and I am its guardian about the Holy Quran. That being so, how is it possible that some prophetic revelation has been missed out from the Holy Quran and some that is in the Holy Quran, the command is abrogated. Its order has become ineffective. These things basically show that the Holy Quran is not complete and it's not perfect. And uh, he said that in the Holy Quran, God says that I revealed it and I am its guardian. So how can anything, how can the Holy Quran be less than perfect if that is the case? And uh, he also said that people say that jihad means you take the sword and you go and kill non-Muslims unless they embrace Islam. He said, we have to take the Holy Prophet's definition of jihad. Who, when, did, when returning from fighting one time, said, that Muslims were returning from jihad e Asghar, minor jihad to jihad e Akbar, the greater jihad. And the greater jihad, the Holy Prophet explained, is jihad bin Nafs. Jihad or struggle to contain your own selves, inner selves, your desires. your anger, your greed, your enmity and animosity and a thousand other things that we all know. So let us turn to what we are going to think about today. And as I said, you know, this is a very long verse of the Holy Quran and uh, so I will only recite uh, the section about which we are going to talk. A'udhu Billahi Minash Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Wama yu alimani min ahadin hatta yaku la inama nahnu fitnatun fala takfur. Nor did they nor did they teach teach it to anyone. 
So that they should have said, we are only a trial, so disbelieve not. So we're going to look at uh, the word hatta. That's the first word we're going to look at. Um, so let us go to my notes on the computer if I can find them. Here we are. Hatta is uh, simply a preposition meaning unless. That's about it. There's not a lot more you can say about that. The next word we are going to look at is <clears throat> Yakula and uh, its uh, triliteral root is Kaf Va Lam and uh, using these three letters based on these three letters we find six different words in the Holy Quran and in total they appear in the Holy Quran 1722 times. In technical language you will say the triliteral root Qaf Wa Lam occurs 1722 times in the Quran in six derived forms or as I said based on this root these letters six different words are made and in total they appear in the Holy Quran 1722 times 1618 times it's Qala and 92 times it's Qal so well you know, 1722 and uh, 92, if you add them, oh, sorry, 1618 and 92, if you add them, that's nearly uh, 1718, 1710. So all the other words only appear a few times. And the word means to say it is said, they say, they said, and they will say, etc. For example, uh, chapter 2, right at the beginning, it says, Waminan nasi mayakudu amanna billahi wa billyomil akhidi, I think so. And then, uh, uh, a few verses along and so on. So uh, let us look at the uh, the meaning. Call is If you know Urdu, it's easy. It means to speak to someone, you know, someone's statement 
and uh, people say movement is required for that. That is to say your lips and your tongue, they move. That is a precondition. But uh, we also find in the Holy Quran statements where God is talking about people thinking something, an opinion, and the same word is used for that. So uh, we have chapter 4 verse 122, وَمَنْ أَفْضَقُ And who is more truthful in his call, in what he says, than God. And the thing is that uh, this applies to words, it applies to sentences, it applies to a whole speech, however, however long it may be. So from a letter to a complete speech, same word is used. And again, say the, the, the second meaning, the Holy Quran says, وَيَقُولُونَ فِي أَنفُسِهِمْ لَوْلَا يُعَزِّبُنَ اللَّهِ Chapter 58 verse 8. They say in their heart. Now, if you go to what some people say, that you know there should be movement of lips and, and, and tongue and so on. Well, when you form an idea in your heart or, or, or your mind, that there is no movement of your lips or your tongue. This verse of the Holy Quran, they say in their heart. Then, if he is really a prophet, then why doesn't God punish us? And uh, so, as I said, it's also applied to uh, conclusions, comments, etc. It's, it's also applied to uh, believing in something that someone has said. Now, interestingly, it doesn't just apply to human speech and so on. The Holy Quran says, Kulna Yazal Karnaini Imma Antu Azib. A in verse 86. We said to Zulkurnain, Why do you trouble them? Oh, don't trouble them. Now you see, here the Holy Quran is clearly saying, or God in the Holy Quran is clearly saying, I told this person this thing. <clears throat> and then because generally Muslims don't believe that God speaks to anyone other than prophets, they then start interpreting this. Oh, it must mean this, it must mean that. Well, God says, I sent Vahi to the honeybee. 
The word used there is awhayna. No, sorry, that, that's for Moses' mother. But anyway, let's take that. God says that, you know, I sent Vahi to Moses' mother. I sent an angel to Mary. I sent Vahi to the honeybee. Here God is saying, I spoke with Zulkarnan and said this to him. And then people will say, well, uh, history proves and uh, traditions and uh, so on prove that it must have been not, not like this and it must have been like that and so on. The, the difficulty is, you see, that we've uh, sort of uh, decided on what we're going to believe and then having done that, we say, okay, let us now either try and prove it from verses of, of, of the Holy Quran or twist it, twist the Holy Quran so that it supports us. It should be the other way around. You read the Holy Quran, whatever it says, your what you believe should be based on that. But we don't do that. So, and then people say, oh, well, God must have spoken this way or that way or etc., uh, etc. Et but then what do you do with chapter 21, verse 69? Salama. Chapter 21, verse 69. We commanded, we said to. Now, who is God saying this to? Ya Naru, or fire. So, how is God talking to fire? And this is something that Muslims are failing to address. And that is, and this is something on which the Ulama Ahmed laid great stress that Quran comes first. Don't try and twist it and, and bring meaning and things into it. Just read it. And whatever it says, simple, straightforward things, that is what you should believe. Because Quran is supposed to be guidance. And if it's very complicated and complex and twisted and, and, and so on, how are people going to follow that guidance? They can't. <clears throat> they say that God has cut himself off from human beings. And that is the problem. God hasn't cut himself from human beings. He still communicates with them, talks to them, etc. So, the next word is Innama. And that's two segments. 
in and ma um, and that's about it means only and the next one is oh it's the same one next one where are we here we are that simply means we and then the last word that we are going to look at today which is fitna or fitnatun its triliteral root is fa ta and noon and using this root these three letters we find that the holy quran uses five words a total of 60 times 34 times fitnat or fitna and uh, uh, 23 times fatan and the others just once and uh, it's basic meaning is that uh, um, people take uh, <clears throat> precious metals gold and silver and they purify how do they purify gold and silver and that is that they, they burn the raw material and uh, it gets very hot and the silver and gold or gold they melt and uh, they drained off and what remains behind is um, you know basically rubbish so this is a method to purify something or it means that this is a means of making sort of apparent what something is really like and uh, sometimes you might have uh, seen certainly in the days of old if you went to a jeweler or someone with something a ring or whatever and claim that it was gold or silver they would rub it and uh, you know it will get hot and all this kind of thing so um um you know to test something by heating it up is also its meaning and so you know any difficulty any trial fighting um being led astray or leading astray all these things uh you know this word is used for all 
these things. So, the Holy Quran says, Yoma hum alanari yuftanu, chapter 51, verse 13. And when they are punished in the fire. Or another place, chapter 51, verse 14. Zuhu fitnatakum. Now taste the result of your evil doings. Um, and uh, sometimes this word is used for some action or something that causes that causes God to punish you that causes your trial and God says in chapter 20 verse 40 and I tried you many times. So, like, there's another word, bala, which means the same thing, in the same way, fitna means difficulties, trials, and God tests human beings or can test human beings by putting them through these trials. God is testing how patient we are. God is testing how grateful we are. There's the story of uh, Ayub called Job in uh, the Old Testament. And it is said that, uh, you know, uh, God said to uh, Satan, you know, look at my servant Ayub, how grateful he is for my blessing. And Satan said, well, you know, why shouldn't he be grateful? He's got power, he's got money, he's got uh, this, he's got that. So, uh, you know, <clears throat> Um, God said, okay, I will take his power away. And uh, so God took Job's power away and a uh, little while later said to Satan, look at my servant Job, how grateful he is. And Satan said, well, why shouldn't he be grateful if he still has lots of money and uh, assets and etc., uh, uh, etc. Et so God said, okay. So God took away jobs, wealth and money and uh, all the means of comfort and, uh, and everything. And uh, then Satan said, well, why shouldn't he be grateful? He's still healthy. 
So God took his health away as well. And Hazrat Ayyub became very ill. And uh, um, his wife one day said to him, you know, why don't you complain to Allah? Yeah, but you know, you've lost your power, you've lost your lost your money, you've lost everything. Now you've lost even your health. So uh Hazrat Ayub said to uh, his wife, Woman, why don't you leave me? And his wife said, How can I leave you? I love you. And Hazrat Ayub then said, Listen, woman. Do you think my love for Allah should be less than your love for me? That you serve me without complaint. In all these things you have served me. And you are telling me that I should complain to Allah. No, I won't do that. Whatever comes, I will bear that trial with patience. And it is said that uh, after that when Satan came and Allah said, look at my servant, Ayub, he is so grateful. And Satan had no answer to that. So with that, we have come to the end of the time we have for uh, our broadcast. So. I will take my leave of you with the prayer that whoever you are and wherever you may be, may Allah keep everyone safe and sound and free from harm. Inshallah, we'll meet again tomorrow and we will carry on uh, with sharing ideas. Assalamu alaikum, Khuda Hafiz, goodbye.